morning. This is Lance Kenmore with the Kenmore team, and I'd like to welcome you to this week's edition of the Tri-Cities Real Estate Update. As always, you can contact me, Lance Kenmore, anytime direct on my cell phone at 727-8977, or visit us on the web at kenmoreteam.com. Once again, I always like to thank John for hosting and everybody here at the station for working to make this happen. Mr. John McKay, how you doing over there? Getting ready to carve some pumpkins. Oh, it, it is that time of year mm-hmm. for, for sure. So, you know, I don't have kids in the house anymore, so these things kind of sneak up on me a little bit. <laughs> uh, uh, um, and so, but you, you are absolutely right. It is falls in the air we've been seeing all of our sellers and buyers blowing out sprinkler systems around around town we had frost the other night yeah that we did get one of those mornings was it was def definitely yeah a a little chilly outside that morning so so it is that time of year um but it has not seemed to cool off the housing market we are still seeing multiple offers we are still moving a lot of property so Mm -hmm. so yes and um we will like you like some of my radio ads said the last week we will we will not sell you a demon house unless you want one uh, uh, <laughs> in reference to some of those tv shows and movies and what's that one haunted real estate uh it's on one of the alternative channels yes, but there there are some strange ones out there so we will try to uh we will try to stay away from that as much as as much as possible well, we do like to start off with a, um, we'll do a scary real estate story for our, our crazy celebrity house story. Mm-hmm. Um, now, this is one that has a lot going on in it. So, from the LA Times, there was an article, people might have seen the YouTube video, oh, I'd say five or six months ago, a video came out. There's a house in L.A. It's L.A.'s biggest, most extravagant mansion. Mm-hmm. And the house is actually called The One. And so it is built like on this almost it's it's like a hilltop mm-hmm. that is surrounded like the street wraps all the way around, around like the house. peak of a yeah. mountain. Yeah. And so this house is it is a hundred and five thousand square feet. It literally takes up almost the entire wow. lot. That's like an airplane hangar. Yeah, and it is, I mean, it's so ridiculous. Like the YouTube video, it's it's like a two-part series. Um, they, they had a real estate vlogger come through and do a video of the house. But when you read the article, the problem they're facing is that this house it was on the market for 500 million um, it's now currently on the market um, for 225 million Ooh. the developer of the property basically ran out of money mm. um, and so when you read this article out of the LA Times this this week that um, Niall Naomi the the developer, he borrowed what basically amounted to like a hard money loan um, for this property. <laughs> wow. Like he had like an 80, the article said like an $85 million loan that he was paying like 11% interest on. Wow. Um, to try to finish the property. Had to go back multiple times to get additional draws. 
Um, well, now who he was borrowing that money from um, is um, is a, a guy that's made billions in loans. Um, and he's done a lot of like nationwide like car lending. Mm-hmm. Um, and so he's used to making these loans. Well, he's now filed a, basically what is a foreclosure lawsuit against mm. to to force the sale of the property, um, take control of the property and then and then get it sold. So there's this huge battle between the yeah, the current owner, um, the lender in the situation. But however, if you go to YouTube and you just type in the one It'll come house up. in LA, it comes up. And it's really interesting because a lot of it is more like done like a hotel. Mm-hmm. I mean, when you look at this, you're like, that can't be done as a residence. The problem is, and even the current owner, he wanted to make it into like, he goes, this should be an event center. And this is what he was saying. The problem is, is it's just in a neighborhood. It's not set There's up no parking. To, yeah, it's not set up to be an event center, adult events like that. And of course, the neighbors, you know, they don't want anything to do with that type of traffic and noise, etc. So, so here you have this dichotomy of a property that is does seem like a hotel when you look at it. Maybe it should be an event center, but it's built in the wrong place. And so then it comes down to who can afford that yeah. um, type of property anyway? So I don't think we've ever had one that drastic. Um, there's like five pools on the property. I mean, it just goes on and on. It's apps, a full movie theater, wow. outdoor kitchen, nightclub, um, bowling out. I mean, it just goes on and on. It's just the most ridiculous thing. So if you want to see what crazy mansion opulence too much is, this is this is too much or so. poor planning or poor or poor <laughs> planning yes absolutely so that's our crazy um, scary real estate story number one scary because probably not built with like the rest of the neighborhood to fit in and number two scary because someone's basically using hard money loans on these things mm-hmm. um, to to finance at an, at a rate that is just astronomical I can so. make you laugh by adding one word. To this story, comps. <laughs> yeah, you can make me laugh. Absolutely. And actually, you are going to bring me with that comment right into our actual real estate topic for the day. So, today, what I wanted to talk about because we get asked about this a lot, and mm-hmm. there's, uh, there's a lot of publicity around this, and that's what in the real estate world we call short, we call AVMs. And what AVM stands for is automated valuation models. Okay. Hmm. And if you had to think, McKay, what do, you, what do you think is the most famous, popular automated valuation model? Would be in the, real estate would or be the quickest way to look up what you maybe what somebody thought about the value of your house well you'd probably go to um oh you got it's right on the tip of your tongue it starts with a z zillow yes so zillow made famous what they called the zestimate mm-hmm. and when we talk about in the real estate world avms that's what we're talking about an automated valuation model okay. zillow's not the only company that does that they're just the best known ones so you've got zillow you've got another big real estate company called redfin that does mm-hmm. it um our own industry model realtor.com has an avm 
um, my website through a company called Brivity has has an a, has an AVM on it. So one of the things I wanted to just go over a little bit. Could you look in the MLS for that, or is that different? That is different because okay. because that is going to just that's simply a list of a list okay. of the market values or list prices that we've put on. So a lot of people will call us and they will say, um, "Hey, Zillow says my house is worth three fifty, but I, I just don't believe that." Or mm-hmm. or or gosh, Lance, I think it's too low because I've done a bunch of upgrades and stuff. So. How close is that going to be? So I thought it'd be interesting to talk a little bit about how close is that and and what does that look like? So in the state of Washington, they actually have published great numbers about this. Um, if a house is listed on the market, um, then Zillow has just a 2% error in their in their estimates for for it hmm. now one of the people are like okay well what is the you know why is that and and if a house is not on the market like sold off market then zillow's estimate usually is around 6.9 to 7 percent um but you got to wonder you're like okay lance well why is that well well, the reason that is is be, uh, for listed their their error rate goes down so much because when it's listed you basically have an exact data sheet on the house. So what we're doing is when we list a property and then that goes out into the public domain, mm-hmm. Zillow, um, Zillow's massive mining and spider technologies is harvesting <laughs> all of that data. Mm-hmm. And we're basically like just filling out a complete um, data sheet for them. So when your house gets listed, um, Zillow's um, Zillow's proprietary software goes out and they scrape all of that data and say, oh, now we know. Look, there's granite counters in it. And, oh, they talked about the extra half bathroom that we didn't know about. And they've epoxied the garage floors. So they can see all of that. So um, Zillow's data, they're basically their formula that comes up with their estimate. Is their algorithms. Propri- it's proprietary and that's not released. But we do know from from people that have talked inside the industry that they're using they're using like hundreds of data points to come up with that value it's mm. not just um like a lot of times people will be like well the assessor site doesn't have the right data about my house or the assessor site only lists my square footage on the first floor because a lot of times on the assessor site, the basement square footage isn't always put in there mm-hmm. in the exact same format that other websites are but it's not just assessor data. So Zillow's using home characteristics. They're also using, um, they are going to the assessor sites. They're scraping that data. They're also using neighborhood demographics to have the demographics in the neighborhood been changing, how has pricing been changing. They are using recent comparable sales. And then they're also using um, things that we might not think about, like seasonal changes mm. in, in pricing and stuff. I mean, I would love to spend a couple days with their economists looking at that <laughs> formula, but that's not something that they that they offer. But we do know from looking at that that there's hundreds of data points that's going into that, um, which has allowed them over the years to become more and more accurate. And so when someone calls and says, well, Zillow says my house is X, but I'm not sure how close that is. Mm-hmm. One of the first things that we do is we pull up information and say, okay, 
are you in an outlying area that is a little bit, you know, not as normal in pricing? Or are you in a row home or a track home, um, like, say, West Pasco, where the builder built thousands of those if, of the same model? Because if there's more comparables available of the same model, Zillow's going to get closer and closer to the correct to the correct pricing. So I pulled up some examples. I've said, okay, this is great, Lance, on a national scale, but what happens exactly in our market in the Tri-Cities? And so it was interesting. I, I pulled, I wanted to pull from three different locations mm-hmm. last month. And so what I did is I looked at some closed sales that we had on our team last month, and then I went back to what the Zestimate was in July, because that's likely um, a number. There's a historical number available that you can see, and that's likely a number when someone got ready to list that they would have looked at. Mm -hmm. You can't use a number closer into when you've listed it, because as soon as you list a property for sale... Zillow grabs all of that data, reanalyzes it, and the Zestimate can change. So there was a property we sold, 93402 North Harrington in West Richland. Sold and closed last month for four ninety four, four hundred ninety four thousand. dollars The Zestimate in July was actually... Five hundred and four thousand. Oh, so it's a little bit more. So um, it was in an area where there was a lot of bigger homes and stuff around it. So here's a situation like that too, where if you're in an area where you might be the cheaper home on the block, or there are other properties, if there's other comparable sales that the formula is looking at, um, it might inflate the the smaller homes in the neighborhood. Mm. So this was a situation like that, but not very far off, right? Zestimate at 504, sold for 494. Mm-hmm. They got they did pretty well on that one being out on Harrington Road West Richland. So then I said, "Well, let's look at one in Pasco." So we had sold a property at 4010 Montgomery, sold for 355,000, closed last month. Okay. The Zestimate, however, back in July was only Three hundred and thirty thousand. Mm. So, see, twenty five thousand dollars lower. Um, that one was definitely off by more than. That's the, a good chunk of change. Yeah, we're talking closer to ten percent than the two percent. You, you know, so so having good access to comparables, having good access to the the current market in that neighborhood can make can make a big difference. Then I said, well, while we're at it, let's check Kennewick. So 1619 West 51st in Kennewick. South Kennewick. Um, South Kennewick. Super nice home. The Zestimate in July for this property was Mm -hmm. Um, $685,000. last month for Mm, $650,000. That's 35 off. The opposite direction. Lower now. So the the Zestimate was much higher then the market could actually bear for that property. But once again, also in an area where there had been um, some homes that were nicer, bigger, surrounding it, naturally can inflate the Zestimate sum. So um, it makes it makes sense that, you know, we are still dealing with a product that in general is not cookie cutter. Mm-hmm. You know, people put in different upgrades. People do different things. So, like I said, in a track neighborhood where a builder has built 20, 30, 40, you know, and then hundreds, 200s of a home, it's very easy for someone to apply a statistical formula and say, okay, it's 
1092 square feet. Those normally all sell at right now at 295. They all have the same it, size lot, the same garage. Very, very similar. But when we get outside of that and things get a little bit different, um, and there are you know things that happen in the community that make it a better place, well, then the formula starts to get off a little bit. And that's where it really comes down to an agent to mm-hmm. go in and kind of make those final adjustments yes. to get you to get you closer. So I've always said in the business, um, in real estate, I've said for years that I've always felt like it's an 80-20 rule. And I said that it's 80% scientific. Like real estate, like what we do is about 80% scientific. And so if you get the science wrong... Nothing else matters. is going to work. Like, like you could, if you miss the pricing, if you miss the the trends, and what's going on, um, the other twenty percent is rarely going to matter and make up for it. So mm-hmm. you got to get the eighty percent right on the science part, and that's really what I feel these AVMs, these automatic valuation models, do. It's the last twenty percent that is artistic in real estate and that's what makes the difference it's the nuances like the marketing it's the presentation of the home it's how it smells that day zillow doesn't know how your home smells yeah Uh, (laughs) and if they do that's going to be really weird Uh, but but they don't know how many cats have been living in there and what that's like and they don't know that it's been professionally staged to look bigger absolutely and so those nuances are what can get you that last 20% that is not in an automated valuation model. Um, And so when we come back from the break, we're going to talk a little bit about what are some of those nuances? What do we do to take those models and fine tune them to get you an actual market price? Right here on News Talk 8.7. Welcome back to the Tri-Cities Real Estate Update. Today we've been talking about AVMs, which are what we call in the industry automated valuation models. It's that famous Zestimate where everybody (laughs) says, Zillow says my house is worth X, Y, Z. What's the situation on it? So um, before we do that, though, I'm super excited for the pick three this week. I'm bringing Mm -hmm. all three picks in under 400,000, which I know that's a super hot price point. Number one, 1445 Alice Street in Richland. This is 1776 square feet. Three bed, two bath, tri level on a large corner lot in central Richland. Original hardwood flooring throughout, large living room, dining room with French doors that open to a covered patio, um, kitchen all on the main level. Spacious lower level has a family room, wood burning stove, fireplace, tons of closet and storage space. Um, laundry room and a half bath. Um, upstairs, you have the um, extra roomy bedrooms, oversized closets for lots of storage. Um, and then if you go out back, you've got a fully fenced backyard, large extended patio, in-ground pool, vinyl windows, easy-to-maintain vinyl siding, and that's all coming in at three ninety nine nine. Wow. Pick number two that I've got, taking you over to Pasco, 8708 Heathrow Court in Pasco. This is an updated 1,408 square feet, three bedroom, two bath, tri-level on a large lot in a cul-de-sac, um, large living room with vaulted ceilings, beautiful hardwood flooring throughout. 
Um, updated kitchen has tile flooring, granite counters, stainless steel appliances, tile backsplash. Um, master suite has access to the upper level bath. Um, you've got a lower bedroom um, and you, that has that has absolutely tons of storage for organization. Um, downstairs, you've got a family room, laundry room with the full bath. Um, once again, fully fenced, expansive backyard, fire pit area, storage garden shed and garden area. Um, and then you've got finished two-car garage, epoxy-covered flooring, and Ooh. RV parking. And this price point coming in at 345000 That's hard to find right now. And then pick number three, let's take you to West Richland, 4561 Hibiscus, move-in ready, 1610 square feet, three-bedroom, two-bath Rambler in a West Richland cul-de-sac. Also, um, this home has a well-maintained home office, vinyl floors throughout, solid surface counters throughout, split bedroom design. Your master suite has a private bath, large shower, dual sink vanity, spacious walk-in closet. Um, slider off the great room goes to an open patio. Again, fully fenced backyard, storage shed in this property. Also coming in priced at 375000 Wow. Folks, I tell you, it's been a long time since we've had a pick three where that most popular price point, 300 to 400 and I'm bringing in three new listings in that price point. So... Guys, there, there's some fall inventory options that we have not had in the past three to four months before interest rates go up anymore, get too high. This, if you've been out of the market because you were beaten multiple offers, you couldn't find stuff, great time to come back in and potentially take a, take a look at things. Well, before the break, we were talking about automated valuation models, going mm-hmm. over what the difference is between um, a formula that's going out there and scraping data and how you can use that and then how you tweak that at the end. You know, what does your agent come in and do that these formulas don't do? Mm-hmm. And so I wrote down a couple things. Number one is, is that site visit out to the house is say, okay, great. We know what this estimate is. We have these three models and they all say your house is worth, you know, 370, one says 390 and one says 410. What Does the Zestimate include virtual tours? So it will take, we don't know the answer to that. <laughs> I'm going to say yes, because Curveball. they're using some AI technology. Because I know constantly. you guys started doing that years ago before everybody else. Yeah. So the problem is, is if they have them, it's only because the owner has uploaded it mm-hmm. or we as agents have uploaded okay. it. They've then analyzed that data and then put that put that into it. I. I don't. I am not paid enough to know the answer to that. Uh, uh, someone at Zillow, Zillow does, but I. It would not be lost on me that they would be using some sort of AI to analyze those tours or the pictures mm-hmm. um, as part as part of the process. So what we do is we make sure we're inside that house, mm-hmm. and so we'll go out, walk through with the owner. We want to see um, some notes on things that you've done, maybe upgrades that you've potentially made to the house. Um, but then it's also for us at that pricing appointment, it's also about for you as the owner, what your desired outcome is. Because the pricing is not just a formula of comparables. The pricing might also be, when do you need to move by? 
Mm-hmm. How quickly do you need this to move by? Do you want it to go in multiple offers in the first couple of days? Do you want to wait a couple of months and try to get the highest amount possible? Do you have a new construction home that's done soon that you need to make sure you close on before you go? So we're also factoring in the goals of the seller at that appointment um, with pricing. Then it's back to some of the basics, features and amenities. Another thing that we don't see a lot of in the formulas that make a big difference is sometimes the estimate and the automated, automated valuations don't take into account surrounding properties. Mm. What do you see when you peek over the fence into the neighbor's backyard? Is it well-maintained? Is there nine dogs that are jumping up and trying to attack you? Uh, 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 the Zestimate doesn't know about those things. Um, and and so that's going to be a factor in, in the mm-hmm. final pricing the, that we that we look at. Or is your former neighbor growing funny plants along yeah. the fence? True story. Uh, true story. Absolutely. So, so those are the other things that then allow us to get it to what we call that Tri-Cities market value that your home is going to be, is going to be listed at. And then we are also, as agents, we're very cognizant of the fact that the final person in this equation, that that value that we have to appease, and, and that's the appraiser. From the, mm. from the bank. And so it's not just a matter of, you know, the appraisers do not, you know, go out and just say like, well, Zillow says this estimate's 480, so I guess that's the appraisal. No, no, no. That's they not, go that's, through the house. Yeah, they're going through it. And then they have their own formulas that they use. And a lot of times what they're looking for is they're looking at comparable sales that have happened within, say, one mile of the property. Um, if it's a Rambler on one level that they're looking at, they want their all of their comparables, their actives and their sales, they want those to also be Ramblers. Um, even better if they can find those of the same builder. So they're looking, you know, and then so they're looking within one mile, within the last two months have these other properties sold. Were they the same builder? Was this was the quality and finishes the same? And so as agents, if we're doing our job ahead of time, we're looking at an analysis that is very close to that, not as fully detailed, but that gets us very close to that so that that appraiser has supporting data that they can use to back up the sale. Now, if it's a cash transaction, well, throw caution to the wind. All these rules go out. <laughs> yeah, you, you know, you can do whatever you want. There's nobody it's your cash. There's nobody to make happy. But in the majority of the transactions that we're going through, doing our job up front, using the automated valuation models as a portion, using our knowledge and professionalism um, and comps to then go ahead and fine tune that number makes the whole transaction go better mm-hmm. um, toward towards the end. And so that that's a little bit on automated valuation models. Wow. And and how and how we're using them. And they are a tool. In fact, in fact, in our presentations, a lot of the times I'm uh, you know I love showing people what the estimate was what our opinion of value is um, and then where we're going to shake out on the list price you know as a seller and so it's a tool that we use because we also know the consumers are looking at that right so which does cause a lot of angst sometimes in the in the market because the zestimate and what zillow publishes um that is a 
you know, that is a private company. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people in the past have felt that they were harmed by the Zestimate. Mm. Like, say, Zillow said the house was only worth 300 um, but they felt like because of ABC upgrades that they had done, their house was worth 360 They wanted to sell it for 360 and they're like, well, all the consumers see 300 Zillow. There's actually been lawsuits about that. Um, However, Zillow now offers as a homeowner, you can go on and you can you can upgrade and you can submit your features and benefits um, to try to change that. Will they always not necessarily? Will they sometimes? Yes, maybe. (laughs) Uh, uh, um, But that is um, that is not a website that we control. It is only something that we monitor um, as a sales tool to, to help people in the process. So there, there's a lot that goes into it. There's a lot that goes into our nuances and evaluation. Um, it's a tool we like to use. It is not a perfect tool. Um, someday, maybe it is, and I'll be looking for a new career. Um, <laughs> but in the meantime, they still need us to, to help in that, yes. in, in that process. If you have any questions about your home valuation... Um, and how it might differ from the Zestimate, um, feel free. You can always reach out to us. Go to KenmoreTeam.com. Shoot us a message. Uh, that We have no problem if someone is just curious about, gosh, is this truly what it is? If it is, maybe I would do something. That's a lot of times how this starts. Mm-hmm. So, go, so go there. Check it out. Um, and then if you need an opinion on how accurate that might be or what we could do, Shoot us a message at KenmoreTeam.com, and we would love to help. Mm-hmm. We will be right back here next week adjusting the automatic valuations to the correct evaluation. <laughs> <laughs> right here on News Talk 870.